All right, let's keep the college football conversation uh, going. Joining us on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line is Jay Stevens. Jay, good to be with you, man. How are you feeling right now? I mean, we just had Christmas. This must be Christmas morning again coming up for you as you get ready for Ohio State and Georgia tomorrow. I'm feeling great, guys. Thanks for having me on the show, but it's college football bowl season. (laughs) And honestly, I'm not a big bowl person. I like the... I like the New Year Six Bowls. Most of them used to be the BCS Bowls. I like those. But getting to watch the Gator Bowl, got the Orange Bowl coming up, getting a football all day Saturday, football again on January 2nd. I love this. I love this sport. And I love being able to watch it all day long tomorrow on New Year's Eve. Be, be honest. You love those New Year's Six Bowl games because those are the ones that Ohio State's normally playing in, right? No, no, I'm not going to be biased like that. I won't be that guy on this show to say <laughs> it's just because it's what Ohio State's playing in. No, I don't want to be that guy. But no, um, the New Year's Six Bowls are special. I think they lost a little bit when they went from the BCS. I'm right. still a BCS kind of guy. But no, those bowl games are special, man. And so uh, being able to play at this time of year is great. Being able to play in the New Year's Six Bowls is great. Being one of the four teams playing in the playoff is even better. And I uh, can't wait to see what we what happens on Saturday evening. But, man, it's, it's football. We love football. It'll be here. It'll be gone before we know it. Um, we look up. we a couple weeks out. We're like, man, I miss college football. So let's cherish this moment. Let's cherish it while we still have it this time of year. Well said, Jay. Look, man, I've been on this show, and I've been singing the praises of Ohio State. I've told everybody that's coming on here that they are going to win this game against Georgia. Now, I would assume you're in my camp, and you would agree with me that Ohio State is going to win this game. But what are your thoughts on this matchup? I would love to come on here and be a guy who says, yes, we're on the same page. I think Ohio State's going to win, but we're not. I don't think Ohio State's going to win this game. I didn't think this was going to come up this early in this guest segment on the show, but here we are. That's how the cookie crumbled today. But no, I don't don't think they will. They have the players that can. I mean, Stroud's good. Uh, We have other players that can make amazing plays. We have seen this team, for some reason this year, fail to make adjustments when they need to make adjustments instantly make them or just fail to make them at all. Um, and I don't think they're going to win the game at all. Um, and there are times when they have failed to make adjustments. They might make them a little bit later. Um, and in times when things go well, sometimes Ryan Day goes away for the stuff that works. So, no, I also don't think Georgia is the Georgia everybody thinks they are. Like, I think Georgia has flaws. However, I just don't have the faith in this team, this year's Ohio State team, as some people, as you, yourself, have uh, this year. So you said C.J. Stroud is good. You didn't say C.J. Stroud is great. To you, what is stopping him from being defined as a great quarterback this season? Um, I mean, you could say in college football he's a great quarterback. I am a really tough grader. Uh, I just think he misses that dog in him. Uh, right. The dog mentality, the ability to dig deep inside of yourself to – play out of your mind I I, there's something missing with CJ Stroud and I don't know if you can say it's one thing or this thing or that thing I just think Stroud himself is missing in a few of the intangibles he's a great pocket passer I don't think you can go away from that I can also say that there are people that say Stroud is not good under pressure when someone's right in front of his face well I am on this show with you guys right now and if there's somebody right in my face poking at me or throwing stuff at me I would not be on top of my game either. That's just a common thing about human beings. But I I do think, though, some of the intangibles he's missing and his ability to improvise. College quarterbacks, being a great quarterback, you need to be able to improvise a playoff schedule. 
he could do it sometimes, not consistently. And so some of the intangibles and being able to um, be be more consistent um, when you're off schedule, I think those are a couple things that Stroud needs to um, improve on. And honestly, going up against Georgia, they're going to have pressure on Ohio State. Yeah. And I'm not the, I'm not going to be a guy that's going to come on here and say I'm comfortable and um expecting Stroud to handle that pressure very, very well. I'm not, honestly. And uh um Buckeyes had some injuries on the offensive line, so that's that's there as well. But no, I think he he's a great I will say this, he's a great college quarterback. I do think there are flaws in his game. Interesting. Now, Ohio State on offense, they're missing some key pieces. They've really been without Jackson Smith and Jigba virtually the whole year. Travion Henderson is not gonna play in this game. In your mind, who do you think is the bigger loss for Georgia in this game? Is it Smith and Jigba or is it Henderson? Who's the bigger loss? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, and Jigba's been gone most of the season. I think he's only played three games, had five catches. So I would say the bigger loss for the Buckeyes and someone who the Georgia Bulldogs would focus more on would be Henderson. However, I don't think Ohio State's going to be in that big of a they're losing production. They're losing a guy who I think had 500 rushing yards, a few touchdowns. He's a big player bus guy. The offense flows better when he's not on the field. That's wild to say in 2022 when Henderson was a five-star recruit out of Virginia. Did He broke Maurice Claret's records last year as a freshman at Ohio State. I think the offense flows better when he's not on the field. And so when you have Mayan Williams, who's healthy, you have a, a two freshman and Dallin Hayton, who's healthy. You got Chip Trainum going from linebacker back to running back who's healthy. I think the running back room is actually fine. And I think the offense will flow better with Henderson off the field. That might be an unpopular opinion, but I have been very clear about this on Lockdown Buckeyes, who I think is the best when the offense, uh, who the best backs are when the offense flows the best. Um, the national bigger picture, if you're not like focused on the team, yeah, losing Henderson's huge. And I won't say it's not some type of a loss, but I still think the offense flows better when he's not on the field. Do you think Ryan Day is going to to lean on the run game uh, against Georgia? I know that's been a bit of contention with the way that he's called plays over the past few years at Ohio State. Do you think he leans on that running back group? No. I would like to say yes. I had to pause for a little bit, but no. I, I think Ryan Day this year, he has shown a tendency to rely on the pass too much. When the run is going well, he decides to go back to the pass. Uh, I don't know what the deal is with that. Now, granted, I say that. You want to look at the stat sheet. Mayan Williams had a five-touchdown performance earlier in the year right. when the offense was looking at its at its best. I believe the game was against Rutgers. And so he should rely on the run a little bit more. I don't think so. I think he's pass-happy. And I think that trend of what he has been all year long as a coach and a play caller, that continues Saturday night down in Atlanta. Jay, you know, Jim Knowles, defensive coordinator, was brought over to stop the run, and obviously that did not happen against Michigan. You would think Georgia is going to try and attack that same game plan, test their manhood, try and run over them. What can what does Ohio State need to do a lot better against Georgia that they didn't do against Michigan? Well, I will say this. The Buckeyes did a decent job of stopping the run against Michigan outside of two longer runs, which really inflated the Michigan rushing yards, total rushing yards. I believe before they had a 70-yard touchdown run and an 80-yard touchdown run. I think it was like 74 to be exact. The Buckeyes were – Michigan was only uh, averaging 2.8 yards a carry. And then, of course, the number gets inflated. Um, I do think the Buckeyes need to get pressure interior in the interior of the defensive line. Um, so maybe, maybe it's Mike Hall Jr., who I think the best defensive tackle on the team 
needs to start. He has not started most of the games this year due to being on a pitch count due to injury. I think Michael Jr. needs to be someone that gets a lot of play. And he's a, he's a guy who's a little undersized at D-tackle, but can get penetration, can split double teams, get in the backfield very, very quickly. Him and Teron Vincent have to get pressure. They have to do that very, very well. And I wonder if Ohio State will go from the 4-2-5, which they saw consistently throughout most of the year, to running more of a 4-3 look, where you know you want to get some heavier sets from Georgia at times. How do you combat that? Do you do what you've done over and over and over? Or do you change things up to combat what the offense is doing to try to get the upper hand in that matchup? So I hope, yes, I hope they go to a 4-3. I think the defense has been a lot better. That Michigan game was a really bad spot. And, of course, you you – Remember what you saw last in the fourth, the third, and fourth quarter. Michigan started to exert their will, and so that's what everyone's – and even myself, I remember that stuff as well. I think the Buckeye defense will be up to the task of stopping the run. Um, I just hope they – I hope I see more of a 4-3 look instead of the, the traditional 4-2-5 they've seen this year. If they run that 4-2-5 out there all the entire time, yeah, it may be great to, to guard Brock Bowers or Darnell Washington, the two tight ends, but that's not going to be the best formula to stop this rushing attack. What what kind of challenge is it knowing that two of Georgia's biggest playmakers aren't going to be guys lining up on the outside a ton? It's going to be from those close formations with Brock Bowers playing the tight end. What kind of challenge is that defensively to stop that? I compare it similarly to the challenge that NFL teams had when the Patriots had Aaron Hernandez and Rob Gronkowski. You don't know how to stop that. Like, you can't. And you had two guys in Hernandez and Gronk who are great blockers as well. So it wasn't like you could um, have a heavier set and – um, just do the blocking because those guys could block you for a second, second and a half, slip out and into the flat, catch a pass and go for 10 or 15. And so it's that kind of thing to where it's a it's a huge challenge. Like you don't find this in college football. Like you don't find schools that have not just one really good tight end, two really good tight ends. And so it's going to be a major challenge for a team where your nickel corner, Tanner McAllister, Buckeyes call him a safety um really isn't the guy that I want guarding either one of these two guys and so do you bring is it does that third linebacker is he better in coverage do you bring in some of your freshmen who are good haven't played much but might be better for this matchup um do you what how do you change that so I don't know um do you drop a guy like Tui Malowal back into coverage and say hey sometimes you're going to be in the flat or sometimes you're going to be right here in the middle kind of spying stuff and what do you do like this is a great chess match it's a great challenge. It's a challenge that I don't think Ohio State or really any other college team is preparing for saying, oh, we're going to play Georgia. Uh, maybe you're in the SEC. We're playing Georgia week eight. Well, we have to prepare these two guys that don't normally play to guard these two tight ends. Ohio State does not see this in the regular season. In their defense and for their benefit, they normally do a good job of defending really good tight ends that are, want to have a future in the National Football League. Think back to Pat Fryermuth. Former Penn State tight end, did a great job of defending him. Think back to Michael Mayer, Notre Dame, did a great job of defending him. Now, Fryermuth was previously, not this year, but you get the gist. So I think that they could do a good job. If it was just one guy, Brock Bowers is not normal. Don't get me, don't get right. me, like, don't get it twisted. He is not a normal tight end. If it was just one, I think they would do a great job of defending it. But when it's two, you have to do things that aren't normal, that aren't in your typical playbook to defend these two talented guys. Jay, minute and a half left before we leave you. I want to know, say Ohio State does win. Do you think the consensus with Ohio State fans is they'd rather play Michigan because they want revenge and they want to beat their rival in the natty? Or would you rather play TCU because it's on paper, it's the easier matchup? Probably TCU. I think that Harbaugh 
ooh, wow, I'm going to make a statement I didn't think I was going to make. <laughs> I say it. I don't think Buckeye fans want to play Michigan right now. Mm-hmm. I do not. Blake Corm was injured in that game, November 26th, Thanksgiving yeah. weekend. That Saturday didn't matter. He played in the first half. He played. I had a feeling he, he, he might play, try to give it a go. Didn't work out. Didn't matter when he was off the field. Late in the game, Michigan exerted their will. And ultimately, what did we see? We saw Donovan Edwards just break a bit, one or two. I know he had one. Maybe, maybe, maybe a couple long runs in that later in that game. I don't know if the Buckeyes want to go against Michigan because this is the first time that these two teams can play twice in the same season. And imagine the first time that's possible. It actually happens. Ohio State pulls off what many think is not going to happen. Well, some Buckeye fans do think that the Buckeyes will – let's say the Buckeyes do beat Georgia. Well, all of a sudden, what do you have next? If it's Michigan, deja vu, here we go again. <laughs> We've seen this story before. And in the first time where these two teams can play twice in the same year, the Buckeyes lose twice. And C.J. Stroud, who says, I have nothing to prove, he makes all these statements. But if you're the first quarterback at Ohio State that's lost twice to their rival in the same season, and then all of a sudden you say – you never beat them in your career at Ohio State. That's a negative mark on you as a quarterback for in Columbus. It's a really good point. Jay Stevens, Locked On Buckeyes podcast. Appreciate the time, man. Enjoy the game tomorrow. Yes, sir, guys. Have a good one.